Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is the Soho Radio Podcast, showcasing some of the best broadcasts from our online radio station, right from the heart of Soho, London. Across our music and culture channels, we have a wide range of shows covering every genre, along with chat shows, discussions and special broadcasts. Here is just one of our recent shows. To catch the full show, head to our Mixcloud page or listen live at SohoRadioLondon.com. That was Renato Paris, and, well, it's fitting that we play that track right now because the man is with me, and it must be said, you've heard this man before if you're in London and you've gone to live shows because you may have seen him with Miss Maurice, you may have seen him with Moses Boyd, you may have seen him with himself and his band, you may have seen him down at the, the, uh, the Straight Pocket Jam in Brixton, which he hosts, you may have heard him on records and not known it's him because the man is omnipresent in London, London music. It must be said. Maybe you saw him on the... Uh, the Jazz 65 on BBC. Maybe you saw him there. Who knows? But listen, <laughs> sorry, a bit all over the place. Too much coffee. This is my friend. This is, a, this is a genius musician, and I'm so happy to welcome to the thread for the first time, hopefully not the last, Renato Paris. What's up, man? Woo! Hey, hey, hey. Pleasure to be here. Thank you, guys. Thanks for coming down, Renato. How's your day going? Yeah, it's going well. Nice and chill. Just been cruising around the streets of London. You, drove, you drove in? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. driving EV these days. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say congestion charge, ain't you? Exactly. You're doing exactly. the EV. Yeah, just since last year. It's been, it's been, it's been cool. Good. And how's your yeah. lockdown been? It's been all right. It's been all right. Yeah. It's been different. Like going from 100% touring everywhere, playing yeah. with everyone, to being at home and just being in your home studio and yeah. trying to figure out what to do with yourself all course, that time. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of the main, the main difference. And, you know, I just found that writing music and having yeah. tunes sent to me like the song you heard just there was actually a song that was sent to me by duke yeah and I, you know he needed some music some songs some lyrics and some melody to be put on top of it and i've just loved getting into that side of things more than obviously the live music which can't completely happen yeah at this present moment so you know it's been cool to get like that side of my brain working on the writing side and you know, producing side and all of that business. So, yeah. That's great, man, because, I mean, I know, I mean, a lot of people who aren't a musician just say about musicians during lockdown, it's like, oh, well, now you've got loads of time to just be creative and stuff. And it's like, well, that's not really fair because, yep. you know, you need inspiration that's to right. create, right? And, like, if everyone's locked down, you, you might be feeling depressed. You might be feeling, you know, so I salute you for getting busy thank in the you. studio thank you so much yeah you know it's not easy for everyone you know everyone has their own path to that place mm. and it takes people longer than others but um yeah it's definitely more inspiring when you're flying all over the, the yeah. world and seeing all these different places and cultures and things rather than when you're looking at your four walls and yeah. saying okay cool let's try and make something here you know <laughs> yeah, and, yeah and being able to bounce off other people uh, in the flesh but you're you're pretty you seem like the kind of guy that that can definitely adapt and yeah. and get, and get on with things. Um, speaking of that, I know you you've been working on a solo record, um, but I know you were working on that before the lockdown started. So yeah. did the lockdown kind of change your 
your mindset on the record? Did you then go tear it apart and start again or something like that? So what what I just decided to do was just kind of pause what was happening with it because I was quite happy with the, the method that we were taking with it, getting the trio in the studio, laying down some demos. And I knew that the next time we got into the studio, we would have the studio takes. But at that point, it was like, lockdown's happening. Should we get everyone together? And there, were, there was all this air of uncertainty over everything so i kind of just switched my energies into something usually when i when i choose to do things i choose to go 100 percent into whatever i'm doing so i ended up finding myself in the writing zone and just stuck in there and i feel like now i'm outside the other side of the vortex now we've got like a a, a gig coming up in manchester i believe with my band um which is going to be cool to kind of just get out of that vortex and get playing with the trio again. Is it, uh, yeah. is it a trio band? Is, is it trio? It's a trio, yeah, yeah, it's a trio. So it's myself on keyboards and vocals, um, Benjamin Rout on bass, and currently Zoe Pascal on the drums. Yeah, that's the current trio, and yes, it's a Ben's pleasure a playing with those guys. Ben's he most definitely is. One of my faves. Do you know what? It's crazy. Like, we, we recalled the story when we met at Blondie's, um... Um, I think it's yeah it's it, you know people know blondies if, if you're in London and um, yeah it's it's just it's just one of those that was one of those musical connections which I just knew that we are going to vibe musically yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 he's a beast I'd love to go back to the beginning what's your what was your entry into music are you from a musical household did you have records on in the house growing up well I mean the extent of like my musical like lineage within my family goes as far as my mum being in the church choir and my dad whistling pretty well. That's what I always say. <laughs> Good combo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, my father's Italian and my mother's from Tanzania. So, I mean, I had rich musical cultures from both sides and they were always keen to kind of, like, show me the music from those places. And, you know, I had all of those. As a, as a small child, I, I learnt, as I grew, when, once I grew up, I learnt that. I was hugging speak hugging speakers when I was a kid and um just like ingesting all of this music so I guess that's where a lot of my inspiration came from but I guess in terms of my first performing that probably come from like singing in the church and mm. and that sort of thing and and so kind of it's voice there. before keys most definitely voice before keys actually yeah, yeah it's surprising um, a lot of people are surprised at that sometimes when they see me playing keys with a bunch of different people. But um, yeah, voice is is definitely the root of my like musicality. Yeah. And records, any records stand oh, out? Oh, from- definitely. Like one of the first, I definitely remember it. Like one of my first presents was Stevie Wonder's definitive collection yeah. of all his hits and. It was just, you know... That was, it, was, was it definitive? Was it missing any? <laughs> I think it was. I, I learned after... But you know what? Some some tracks some tracks just really get, like, lost in the B-side. You know when a track, mm. like... Some tracks get released as, as you know, singles, and then you, you don't you never hear the B-side B ever again, and it's not part of the record, and, you know, you just, yeah. just gets lost in the ether. Yeah. It's never digitised either, so you have to just get these physical copies to find some of these gems, and that's what I found. I started vinyl collecting through lockdown Uh-oh. as well. And oh no. <laughs> I've got a plug pure vinyl as well. That's where we host the jam, and Claudia, you know, she deserves all the business in the world, so definitely Yo, if you're wh- in Brixton. So let's yeah. go there. What, what, what's, what's the word? Is, it, is there any rumblings of when the jam's going to start happening again? Well, I mean, things do open up, so, I mean, as yeah. they're open, we should be open. Yeah, right. that's... Right. <laughs> what's the, what's yeah. the night called for anyone that it's called Straight Pocket. Straight, Straight Pocket. Pocket. It's yeah. all about the groove, and um, we have people from all over the world coming through, and just a lot of people come to me and say that 
the feet the feeling of the jam is very different from other jam sessions where the people are trying to fit, play as fast as possible as chops. complex and yeah. play mm. with their chops you know we know people can do that but i mean that's that space is made purposely for people to come and just participate and i say fellowship you know fellowship right. in the groove and just right. you know just feel each other's vibes it's really really a nice place to do that yeah it is it is vibe and nobody has ever you know anybody who's ever gone and then communicate with me have you been there man have you, they, they always just talk about the insane vibe and, and how good it is we're talking heavily about influences and in music let's play some of your tracks you put in a track called me by ty featuring eric rico what's the significance of this one to you well i mean ty passed away quite recently and he was quite prominent in the brixton scene and a really close personal friend of claudia who runs the record shop and um Having having seen him live and seen him even come down to the night before, um, it was like his passing was quite quite touching, like to mm. a lot of us in the scene. And that song especially, when I heard that, like I could kind of hear all of his his feelings around his journey through life as a black musician, especially. Um, and you know, the song's called "Me," and one of the lyrics in there is him saying, "You know, I'm just trying to be me." Mm. As a lot of us are, you know, we're just out here mm. trying to be us. And that song really spoke to me. Um, so, yeah, I decided to put it on the list today. Yeah. Radio. That was Renato's first choice, The Great Tie. Rest in peace. And uh, yeah, we were just dwelling in the break there on Prince. Renato, you're you're well uh, versed in the man's legacy. You you play his music. I do yes, on the indeed. stage. Yes, um, what does what does that man's music mean to you? Oof. Funk. <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally, man. Prince is one of the funkiest cats to play this music ever. So, yeah. you know, definitely an inspiration of mine from his first record as we were talking about just in the break and yeah yeah it's great great music incredible man um, well, <laughs> when you talk about Prince, it, it really sends my mind for 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 a, like a in, a in a fury. Yeah. Um, and we don't have any Prince queued up right now. Well, maybe we'll get some Prince queued up. But you you know that that goes to uh, you as a musician because you play in a lot of bands and I know you've played in, in a Prince tribute act. Um, but you play with Mo you play with Moses Boyd and you play in uh, Miss Maurice's band. You play in a lot of different acts. Um, are you looking forward to, like, when we start gigging again, are you looking forward to getting into some of the more session kind of work, or are you chomping at the bit to do the Renato Paris album and the Renato Paris gigs? Or does, I, it, does, it, not, <laughs> does it not matter? To me, I love it all, honestly. Like, I've, I've, I've been in a place where I've just, just wanted to continue... I mean, when I was younger, I had this dream that, oh, you know, the only job I ever want to have is to be a musician and make my money from music, you know, and and make a, make a living and, and just continue on that path and never have to do another job. And I'm extremely grateful that I've been able to do that, you know. And um, I think that I just want to keep going on that path, you know. And releasing my own music is definitely the next step. Um, but I love my work playing with Moses, playing with Miss Maurice, playing 
with all the other bands that I play with. So yeah, I just uh, yeah. I think if another if another year goes by and there's not a Renato Paris record, I'll probably start text trolling you because <laughs> I remember the first time the first time I saw you play was a gig where I set up a gig and there was um it was Maurice, Miss Maurice's band, it was Judy Jackson, it was you, and there was another actor. And I remember I was I called Sheila and I was talking about um I need a trio for this thing and I didn't know we had never met. That's right. Maybe, maybe I've seen you play or something. Yeah, he said, you, you know, did, yeah. the, the keyboard player in my band, Renato, he's really good. He's got a trio thing. You should just, like, have him up. I was like, oh, no, really? Is, like, what's he do? He's like, oh, he sings as well. And I'm pretty sure, like, right after I saw you play, I was like, yo, man, where's the record at, <laughs> man? Where's the record at? <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you're, wh- what's this Manchester gig about? Well, just, just to plug it real quick so people can come see you play. So it's literally, like, it's just been set up by um, a booking agent who's just, just got at me. And, and do you sent, know the date? I do. It's on my phone. But I'll, we'll hit it up in the, Pause, after b- the next b- break. Before yeah. it's done, just uh, and and we'll put it in the description. Of if course, you get a chance yeah. to see this man play, you need to see this man play. So and I know the 10th I, of June, yeah. The reason I ask that question is because I know you're a session man, and I know you're going to get pulled into a lot of different bands. But I'll just <laughs> say this as, as from one man to another: don't ever, don't, don't ever not put your stuff out just because you're busy or whatever. The oh, world, course, the world needs to hear your music. Of course. I mean, I'm I'm so grateful that 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 song that we played first came out into the world. And kind of showcased what I do mm. in terms of writing and top lining, and you know that's that's one of my biggest passions as well. Just actually writing music, that you know I'm I'm very happy to write music and other people to release it, and you know I'm I'm I just love making great music and being a part of that process. You know, yes, yeah, it's, it's a pleasure, and you know it's it's fun to do your own thing as well and be the guy who's center stage. <laughs> I, I'm I love it, and it is also home for me. So, yeah, it's, you know, I enjoy it all. <laughs> I'd like to ask about the Brit School. Yeah. What was that experience like? It was amazing. Like, yeah. for me, like, a lot of people have different views on it, and I'm sure it's changed over the years with mm. different faculty members changing and stuff, but, I mean, I feel like I just hit the end of the, like, sweetest years where there were still the some years. of the founding members inside the school, and, yeah. you know, you kind of had access to people with a wealth of knowledge who saw people like the likes of... Um, Amy Winehouse, the likes of Adele, you know, just just walking through the halls and Mm, mm. they gave them advice, you know. Mm, So mm. I've picked up a lot of really, really valuable, like, advice which has helped me navigate my way in this industry so far. And it's kind of helped me make some wise decisions that have allowed me, again, to just continue making that living in this this industry. And, you know, I'm extremely grateful for that experience. And, um, yeah, honestly, I don't have a bad word to say about that school. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, uh, Patrice Rushton. So you you send over a few tracks. Pa- Patrice Rushton. Yes, Rushton. Rushton. Sorry, Rushton. Can't get that one. Well, see, Hennessy sponsors this show. No, but so tell tell me what tell me what Patrice means to you. Well, I think Patrice. Patrice is one of those people who people can look at and say, you know, ladies can definitely do it too. You know, where people are like, oh, well, you know, she can't, she can't play like, like the guys do, you know, like people Mm -hmm. were having all of these issues Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. the years of like, look, Patrice can hold her own right next to Herbie Hancock, right next to Herbie Mm -hmm. playing keys. Do you know what I mean? Like, and to to me, like Herbie's like up there, you know what I mean? And, And the same with her vocals and her songwriting and her arranging, like just on every level. 
And yeah, it was amazing. I actually went to see her go, see her live. I mean, I know it was Christian McBride's gig, but I wasn't there for yeah, him. I was there yeah, for yeah. Patrice. She was <laughs> guesting with him. Yeah, you remember? Yeah, you, put, you might have even put it on. <laughs> well, I remember the yeah. one we did with Lee Rittner, and she was on keys for the Lee Rittner gig. Yeah. And like, he doesn't she have any blazes. slouches. She, she blazes blaze. on the she keys, blazes. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, so yeah, man, she, she's just, she's she's top you know like she she stands on the uh, alongside all the giants that i look at in music you know she's one of them 100 percent I'm glad we got that and we started it with Patrice Russian Hang It Up and moved on to My Lovers Forever from Prince's debut album. He was 19 when he did it and he played every instrument, every backing vocal, everything on that record. Yes, it's As called you For You. Go and check it out. Have we talked enough about Prince on this show yet? It's going to be, uh, we're going to continue talking about this as long as the show exists. Just little bits here and there. Just a subtle reminder of his importance to modern music. Um, so we were talking a little bit off air we want to know about the west end experience uh, right. talk because uh, you have something that nick and i were unaware of you had some time in the west end in a show that's a vastly different uh situation than playing in a band or writing your own music talk to us about how you got into the west end show what the show was and just that overall experience for you 100 percent. well um straight out of brit school i went to trinity laban because i was really passionate about studying jazz. So I went there for a year, studying vocals and piano. And um, during that year, I, I got uh, an email saying that there's an audition for this show um, celebrating the music of Burt Bacharach. And, you know, as you know, I'm extremely passionate about songwriting. I knew who he was. Um, loads of classic, classic, classic songs. And I, I was like, that sounds like a bit of me. So <laughs> it, was, um, it was a lot of... Um, they wanted somebody who could play keyboards, play some guitar move a bit and um, all sorts and as a, as a child like alongside when you yeah. say move a bit you mean dance dance yeah yeah <laughs> and um as 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 a kid i was i was studying musical theater singing grades actually so i kind of had some experience in having to you know move and perform while you're while you're singing i never thought that'd come in handy with what i had in mind for my life but that came along and it actually did so that was a lot of fun. Uh, auditioned for it, got it, and rehearsals were for a month in New York City, which was crazy for me. I was like, whoa, you know, like I get to experience one of the places I wanted to go to check out like some of the best jazz I know of in the world, um, as well as rehearse like all day for this show. <laughs> so I kind of burnt myself out on that trip to, you know, like waking up for the 9 a.m. call to rehearse move, dance, learn with these dance moves painstakingly and music, of course, and then finish at 8 p.m., get home, like, fall, like fall on the bed and wake up at maybe midnight to run to Small's Jazz Club and, and check out the jam and all these other places, come back. They they thought, they were like, what is he doing leaving the, the place at, like, 
you know, this ungodly hour. And <laughs> How old were you then? I was 19. I was 19 at that time, yeah. Sick. And Smalls is the spot. It is the spot, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Like, I, 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 I'd loved, like, honing my jazz chops with Julian Joseph's Jazz Academy yeah. here in Shout the UK. Out and yeah, I was in the first year with a lot of really, 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 like, cool cats, like, and... Um, that was that was a great experience as well but that kind of prepared me for those late night jam sessions where it's like get up and scat on this tune and it's like you know what i mean like that's and yeah just had to just just get on with it which was a lot of fun so that was great after those rehearsals off west end in the uk many a chocolate factory in london um for about a year's worth and then after that i moved to west end in the criterion theater piccadilly circus that was the workplace for like 200 shows which was like Ooh. crazy man like yeah so it was just like just you know what we we were all the cast the musicians there was no orchestra and the, all the performers on stage so the stage would move and how many of you quite an intricate design there were seven of us yeah oh, wow i think there were like three from the u.s one from um northampton and one from ireland yeah so when you do yeah. 200 shows in the same place i imagine like you know, you know the show, you've rehearsed it, you've done it a ton of times in a row, you know it inside and out. Can you, do you feel like you can feel the room better than when you're, much better than when you're on a tour and sussing out, sussing out the, the new room? Like, can you feel the, the audience more, like how they're feeling? 100%. And what was really unique about that show is that on the actual stage, there were sofas like close to where we were performing on two levels on stage. And that's the ultimate kind of experience of being able to feel what the audience are feeling because they're literally right there, you know, on the stage. And then obviously within the the audience in front of you. Um, but yeah, definitely you get a sense of what the room is like without the people in there and what, what it's like with different people in there. And yeah, you definitely did kind of get to feel the room. Yeah. In that way. Well, I think we should go to one more track and then I think we should come back and do some rapid fire questions. <laughs> That's all right with you, Renato. Let's have it. <laughs> what are we going to go to? Uh, we've got the Gap Band here. The Gap Band. What, what's up with the Gap Band? Tell me about the Gap Band. Uh, as if I've never heard of the Gap Band. Why, why, why'd, you pick, why'd you pick the Gap Band? Funk. <laughs> <laughs> I have to just say it. Okay. The Gap Band early in the morning, another blazing choice from our guest, Renato Paris. And we are going to get into some rapid fire questions because if you're listening, you know, maybe some of these questions have been a bit, you know, you've heard him answer these questions before. They're not the most inventive, Alex. You know, I might try to think harder. of some on the fly. Reflecting so maybe on. you're going to learn something new about Renato. But just before we get to that, I'd like to ask just about just shout out two of your closest collaborators because they're friends of this show as well. Moses Boyd and Sheila Maurice Gray. Mm-hmm. Yes. Incredible musicians. What it's what's it like working with those titans? Oh, it's amazing. It's, yeah. it's really it's really great. And I think like music is, um, you know, the focus at all times when we're when we're on stage and performing and recording and you know e- even just car rides. Like I recall yeah. car rides with Moses and you know we we leave the car every time with like smile from ear to ear because we're each just like throwing one banger another banger just like so <laughs> many tunes like we're just bobbing our heads and just like 
yeah, it's always a pleasure to take those drives and, and listen to that music. And yeah, it's, you know, it's the same when we're on stage. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, and Sheila's probably, she's one of my favorite trumpeters there is and one of my favorite band leaders. I love watching her work on stage. I think she's just got such an amazing stage presence. And of vibe. course, soulful, soulful. Um, so we're going to get into rapid fires, aren't we? So yeah. It's, it's going to get very deep. It's going to get very serious. And I'm sorry for making you think so hard. Um, yeah, and if you're an avid listener of the show, you you know maybe you've heard some of these questions before, but that's fine. We haven't it's done a it in a while. We, yeah, it's been months. I can't remember yeah. the last time we did oh, this. Yeah. Um, okay, favorite place on earth. No, hold on, hold on. No, 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 listen, listen. So the rules, we ask a question, you answer as fast as you can, and that's it. Wow. And we just keep it coming until it gets exhausted. Well, now exhausting. I've thought about it. Just do another one and we'll okay, come back Okay, okay, we'll start. Um, Where'd you get your inspiration from besides music? Nature. Favorite holiday? Tanzania. What do you enjoy most about being a musician? Music. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. North or South London? South. Come on. What? <laughs> what? I'm kidding. If you had a Let's billboard <laughs> that could be seen by a million people in a day, what would you put on it? Sorry, say that again? If you had a billboard that could be seen by a million people in a day, what would you put on it? Love. Oh, good one. Uh, favorite, su- favorite superhero? <laughs> yeah, no. Childhood celebrity crush. What? Maybe it's the same thing. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. What's that girl from High School Musical that everybody... Oh. The girl from High School Musical. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Okay. That girl. Uh, last, time you were star tr- last time you were starstruck. Uh, Patrice Russian. Favourite film? In, uh, what's it? Is it Interstellar? With the, yeah. Yeah. Classic. Um, guilty pleasure. Uh, oh, um, Kraken, spiced rum. <laughs> if you could open a show for any artist, who would it be? Herbie Hancock. Favorite favorite decade? Eight seventies, eighties. I can't. <laughs> yeah. And favorite nineties jam. I wish Skilo is coming up. Oh. <laughs> uh, favorite pop star of the last ten years. Stevie Wonder. I don't know. I'm just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Last last one from me. One thing that annoys you the most. Unnecessary. Annoyingness, or you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Antagonizing, is it? Yeah, I don't know how best to say it. Just like people do things really un- like unnecessary things that you know you could have just gone about it another way. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Life bullshit. Yeah. Uh, this will be the last one for me. Your house is on fire. What are the two things you grab? You have two hands. What are the two things you grab? Um, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire record, and uh. Ah <laughs> oh, man, like a hard drive. <laughs> you made it. You made it. I thought you were going to say laptop crazy. and keyboard. I thought you were going to say family photo, but the hard drive. You know, maybe, maybe it's got all the photos. Exactly. On it. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Uh, let's play a track. We're going to. That was it. fun. That was your rapid fire. Oh, yeah. Well done. Well done. As rapid as can be, people. <laughs> we're we're um, we're going to play changes because uh, we're running out of time. We're going to play changes, which is uh, a live version. From you, trio. Oh, is it the live version? Oh. Yeah, is that all right? Do you know what? You should play the Trev remix because it's so like 
great. I think he did such a great like job on it. Right, Nick's gonna the Nick's, Trev remix. Okay. Yeah. Well, Nick's gonna yeah. Nick's gonna find it because because of time. Maybe we'll just Shout do our last bit here. <laughs> uh, just thank you, Claire, for producing the show. Thank you, thank Soho you. Radio, for not kicking us off. We need to do the math. We're approaching five years this show. Um, thank you, Nick. Thank you, Hennessy. But most importantly, thank you, Renato Paris, for coming down today. My pleasure. Um, Thank you for I me. thought you handled the rapid fires quite well. Like a champ. <laughs> that was really rapid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, safe drives home. I can't wait to see you. Um, I can't wait to see you live. Manchester, check out Renato's pages. That's He's right. coming to you soon. And, um, 10th of July. 10th of July. Yeah. Okay, cool. 10th of July. Renato Paris. Anyway, thanks again, man. We'll see you next time. Thanks.